Happy Hump Day, sports fans. Welcome to another episode of The Benchwarmer. I'm your host, Jason. Well, as many soccer or football fans are aware, yesterday was a very climactic end to the round of 16, where they had the last two fixtures for that round of the knockout tournament phase. And we saw Morocco and Spain face off, as well as Portugal and Switzerland face off yesterday. So, now that the round of 16 is over, I thought that I would run through and uh, give my picks based off of who made it into the uh, quarterfinals. So, I was hoping to kind of go through and... uh, redo my predictions based off of who was going to be in the round of 16. Unfortunately, as I mentioned uh, yesterday, a couple games that were kind of on the tail end of, uh, of gameplay finished up. And uh, in fact, there were some games, some fixtures that were going on in the group phase, trying to culminate some of those groups while there was round of 16 games that were presently being played. So we actually had teams win their round of 16 and move on to the quarterfinals before there were teams that actually were made it into the round of 16 and they're still doing group play. So um, I kind of held off and I kind of looked at the schedule and saw that there was going to be a little bit of a gap between the final game of the round of 16 get two games being yesterday. As uh, There's a little bit of a gap between those two games yesterday and um, the next game that would kick off the quarterfinal round of the knockout phase. So figured, you know, this would be a better time just to kind of sit down and actually cover the teams that made it thus far instead of making some predictions uh, based off a of group round uh stuff as well as round of 16 stuff get kind of confusing as to which ones I'm going with so I figured I'd just wait till now um but to kind of recap on the round of 16 we saw the Netherlands face off against the United States and the Netherlands won three to one Argentina played Australia and won two to one Croatia and Japan tied one one but then Croatia won three to one in uh, penalty kicks Brazil beat South Korea 4 to 1. France beat Poland 3 to 1. England beat Senegal 3 to 0. And then the two games from yesterday were Morocco and Spain and that game initially tied in uh, the end of overtime at 0-0. But then Morocco ended up beating Spain 3 to 0 in penalty kicks advancing on to the quarterfinals of the final eight teams. And then lastly, Portugal played Switzerland. They beat them 6-1. to one. Um, Pretty handedly uh, decisive victory for the Portugal squad. Uh, if I recall, I watched most, if not all, of that game, as well as the last, uh, I want to say 15 minutes of regulation plus overtime and then the shootout for the Morocco and Spain matchup. So, um, all around a really good uh, day of some uh, association soccer or association football, however you want to call it, uh, being played. 
And uh, now we're moving on to the uh, quarterfinals. I think they start playing the 9th or the 10th. So there is a little bit of a rest period for the teams uh, now that the round of 16 have been played. And now we're into the Elite Eight or however you want to phrase that grouping. They're calling it quarterfinals. You can call it Elite Eight. Um, but we've got the eight teams stamped in there in the quarterfinals. And uh, here's kind of the matchups that I'm looking at uh, Got the Netherlands versus Argentina, Croatia versus Brazil, England versus France, and Morocco versus Portugal. So figured I'd sit down and kind of run through all of my predictions from here on out. Um, Netherlands versus Argentina. That's going to be a really, uh, I'm going to say a close match. Uh, if you look at the uh, stats historically, Argentina is the better team, um, but I'm going to side with the Netherlands on this one. Once again, this goes back to my previous uh, critique about the uh, the club, primarily that I like their orange jerseys. Although, to be fair, um, their orange jerseys aren't as um, Red or- reddish orange or blood orange or whatever that hue of a darker shade of orange. Kind of like what the uh, Cincinnati Bengals have for their color of orange on their jerseys. Or maybe even the um, uh, Cleveland Browns, for example. Though Those two color of oranges that they that they have on their jerseys, that used to be the shade of orange that uh, the, the Netherlands had for their jerseys. Um, now they have more of like a lighter mango colored type of orange, which I'm not that big of a fan of, but uh, um, my favorite color is orange and that, that darker color of orange that I had mentioned. So I'm sharing for the Netherlands in this one, even though I think they are the underdogs in this case against a stronger uh, Argentina team. Next up is Croatia versus Brazil. And... Um, I'm going with Brazil on this one just because Brazil is considered to be the number one ranked team in the world right now when it comes to association football, soccer, however you want to word it. And um, it's uh, going to be a really tough match for Croatia to overcome that dynamic. So I'm going to have to put my hat in the ring of Brazil on this one. Next up, England versus France. Uh, To be honest, I'm not sure exactly where they match up in terms of rankings. Uh, I want to say that France is slightly higher than England by a couple uh, uh, positions, if you will. Um, But they are pretty close to each other within a couple spots. It might be like a 6 versus 8 or 7 versus 8 or or 6 versus 7, you know, that type of a thing. So they're, they're pretty closely matched. I'm going to go with England on this one. Um, just from my perspective, I think they've always been more of a uh, football-centric uh, uh, country. Whereas France, I mean, yes, they are very uh, football-centric. But I just think that the uh, the English fans are a little bit more energetic about football than, than what the, the French fans are. So I'm going to go with England on that one. Um, let's let's hope that they can pull off a, a victory to, uh, in this next round, and we'll get to see them in the uh, final four. And then the last matchup, Morocco versus Portugal. Um, once again, I'm not quite aware of where these two teams sit in the ranking. 
I imagine that Portugal's higher, but I still think it's going to be a, a close game, mainly because in yesterday, Morocco played Spain, and Spain is generally a pretty high-ranking team as well. Um, I'd have to double-check and see where they're at in the whole ranking of everything, but uh, uh, definitely I would imagine that Spain is at least in the top 10 in the, in the world. Um, probably not so much now that they lost to Morocco and are out of the, uh, the World Cup, but I think as of uh, yesterday, they were ranked in the top 10. So that was a pretty big victory, I think, for uh, Morocco to be able to, uh, you know, hold it to a 0-0 uh, tie and then uh, beat them very soundly in the PK uh, round. So uh, it's going to be a close game, but I do think that Portugal is going to win out on this one. So that is my quarterfinal predictions. I've got Brazil, England, Portugal, and the Netherlands advancing to the semifinals. And provided the online bracket that FIFA provided on their website, uh, if they follow the uh, little lines uh, for who uh, wins a particular uh, matchup and then moves on to the next round. So if you follow the lines, it should be the matchup of Netherlands versus Brazil and England versus Portugal. These are going to be, I think, some really good matches. I'm really looking forward to them if they actually do happen. Um, Netherlands versus Brazil. Once again, Brazil is ranked number one, and the Netherlands is perhaps in the top 10, if not the top 15 countries in the world. Um, It is going to be a very tough... uh, win to achieve uh, so I think the odds are in the favor of the Brazilian team to win it but I'm going to go with the Netherlands once again you know I just I like their uh, their orange jersey and uh, I've actually been there as opposed to uh, Brazil I haven't been to Brazil but I've been to the Netherlands so uh, here's hoping that the Netherlands can pull out a uh, another upset and be able to beat Brazil that's going to be two, uh, I'm going to, I want to say two uh, top five rated teams that they that I'm predicting them to win. You know, Argentina and now Brazil. So my, my hat's going to the Netherlands once again. England versus Portugal. Um, that's going to be a really tough one to call. I think both teams are very, very good. I think England's ranked higher than Portugal on this one. Um... But I'm going to go with uh, Portugal again. I think that they are, at least the last uh, 10, 15 years or so, I think they're kind of proven that they are uh, becoming a good powerhouse in uh, national football play. So I'm going to go with them. I'm gonna, I think that they're going to be able to pull out another another upset um, against England and secure their ticket to the World Cup. And that leads me to the uh, World Cup Finals. So what they do is, just like in the Olympics, is they do have a a third place uh, and even a fourth place standing. Um, 
obviously they associate with uh, if you win the World Cup, you basically get the gold. If you lose the uh, World Cup match, you get silver. And if you win the the uh, third place consolation prize uh, game, then you get like the bronze, if you will, just like in the Olympics. But um, when it comes to World Cup uh, championships, they do list it based off of first place, second place, and third place. Kind of like, like I said once again, correlating the World Cup to Olympic play. So. Here's going to be my finalists. Uh, the quote-unquote bronze or third-place uh, position will go to Brazil, beating out England. Second place will go to Portugal. And the first place and the winner of this year's uh, World Cup will go to the Netherlands. Now, I also wanted to add in there their, their present standings, if you will, in terms of how many World Cup uh, championships they won, followed by runner-up as well as third places. So that's kind of like the, the the record I'm giving you. It'll be, it'll first, it'll be uh, World Cup wins, followed by runner-up, followed by third place um, consolation position. The Netherlands right now is 0-3-1. Portugal is 0-0-1. And then Brazil has the commanding lead, hence why I think they are in um, first place in the world, is they've got five, two, and two. They've won the World Cup five times, they've lost in the uh, World Cup twice, and they came in third place twice. So that's a, that's a pretty uh, pretty hefty team uh, history to overcome for any club, especially since Brazil is consistently a pretty decent team. Now, granted, they... These last 20 years, they have slumped uh, quite a bit, and but they're they're rebuilding, you know. They're kind of in the same position that Germany has been the last 10, 15 years, is they kind of saw a little a little downturn in their performance, and it's uh, resulted in some pretty uh, poor results in the World Cup or even the Olympics, but they are slowly rebounding, both teams, uh, except for Germany kind of took a big stumble this, this time around, not winning uh, beyond the the group phase, but, uh, you know, I think Germany's slowly re- rebuilding, but I think Brazil has been uh, rebuilding at a quicker pace, um, but I do think that, um, Brazil has a much, uh, much more loyal fan base to association football, and, uh, you know, they, they love the sport that's practically their, their, uh, national sport down there in, in Brazil. Um, it's, it is their NFL, if you will. I, I imagine that, uh, they have, uh, a very hefty, uh, club league for play within Brazil, or maybe even including some other, uh, teams from nearby countries. Um, kind of like their version of the NFL or NBA or, or, uh, NHL, you know, where they they allow other teams to participate from other countries in the in the club play, but uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I think this is probably what it's going to be pretty close. You know, um, Portugal has been on the rise, Brazil is kind of rebounding on the rise again. Netherlands, I think, have always been pretty consistent. 
um, in terms of their play, not always obviously making it to the the Final Four or even to the big game, but uh, I think they have a very consistent showing, at least in the last 20, 25 years that I've really been watching uh, football. But uh, I'm really hoping that uh, they can pull it off this year, uh, get some fresh blood into the... uh, in the winner's pool, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see how that turns out. Uh, in the meantime, since we are talking about uh, football, I would like to kind of run back over to gridiron and uh, college football. Uh, definitely, I made some horrible predictions uh, last week when I came out with my uh, foosball podcast about uh, college football. Uh, for starters, it is four teams that go into the playoffs. I thought it would be like a five or a sixteen type playoff with a a wild card uh, uh, number five or number six team that would play off against uh, the two uh, lower ranked teams. But that's not the case. It's only the top four. No wild card round to, to see if like a, a number five can upset a number four or a six or a five can upset the uh, three or four position. Just the four. However, it sounds like the NCAA is planning on expanding the football, the college football playoff uh, bracketing to the top twelve teams. Uh, if you recall beforehand, I had uh, suggested that. Um, they expand it to a top eight teams or not necessarily top eight teams because I had mentioned before I just want to get rid of the whole uh, uh, ranking thing in general because it's done by the quote-unquote experts and it's based off of their opinions and as we've seen some of these top teams have been just really uh, taking a dump lately and uh, losing you know TCU and um trying to remember who the other team was that uh, was in the top four there. Um, but yeah, TCU took a dump and uh, lost to a, a lower-ranked team. I think it was Kansas State. Um, and then the other team that was ranked in the top four, they also uh, lost to another team. I think that was unranked, and it was, you know, dropped them out. And so you know, there's quite a bit of uh, controversy around who should who should qualify in these uh, rankings that are all based off of opinion. And so, if you remember from my uh, previous podcast, it was all about, hey, let's get rid of that whole ranking system. If they still want to do the ranking thing, that's fine. Um, association football, uh, they do this for the World Cup. They have teams ranked, as I mentioned. Brazil's ranked number one, you know. And... Uh, England's ranked number seven or eight or whatever they happen to be at. And yeah, sure, that's based off of opinions by the quote-unquote experts. But they still have a tournament-style playoff system to determine who actually is going to be the the best teams. So, yeah, these rankings are are fun and all. You know, it's the the whole uh, ESPN Sports Center thing. Vibe that a lot of people like to do and talk about sports. That's that's cool, but it shouldn't be the sole basis of how a team gets to the playoffs. So that's why in my 
previous podcasts from previous years, I had mentioned eight teams and uh, kind of a, I did like a soft coverage of the revamping of the uh, playoff system. I mentioned how there were five major uh, uh, conferences in college football. And so each of those should send their conference champion to the playoffs. And then there should be three wild cards drawn from the five teams that got runner-up and lost the championship game for their conference. Those teams go in and, uh, you know, or it doesn't necessarily have to be the, the three of the five teams that lost their uh, conference uh, championship games, but who also also who has the better record in the uh, in their standings for their their dis- their division or their uh, their conference. So there, there's ways to do this. Basically, what I'm saying, um, kind of like what they do with uh, FIFA. You know, this this is a huge process that they have. They you know, the, the group phase is technically the second round because you got the qualifying round where you have to uh, play against teams from your uh, region. You know, there's North America, South America, Africa, Asia. I think the Middle East has their own, you know, like uh, region that they uh, perform out of. It might include the North African uh, countries as well. And then obviously Europe. So, you know, why they can't do that and, and college football that kind of it just eludes me but I do know it's there's just a lot of money in, in these uh, bowl games and rankings and uh, these huge teams like Michigan and Ohio State padding their records by playing against a bunch of no-name teams from you know the second tier third tier uh, division one uh, football program so you know so it's nice to see that this 12-team playoff system could come as early as um, 2024. But the problem of it is is it's still based off of these quote-unquote experts' ranking and opinions about how they should be ranked. And that's just really not a way to run a a playoff or a uh, a sports league, if you will. It shouldn't be by public opinion. It should be by the performance of the clubs. So, um, so there's kind of that, you know, that I wanted to kind of talk about from uh, my previous episode of uh, um, talking about football, whether it be association uh, football or soccer or gridiron or American football, however you want to label it. So, um, I thought that I'd kind of break that down a little bit, you know, and just kind of talk about some of the, uh, mistakes made and, uh, how many teams go to the uh, college football playoffs as well as, uh, you know, just kind of highlighting how I was totally off on some of those predictions, you know, like I had mentioned, like Clemson and, and Alabama would be like number five and number six, and they're nowhere near that. They kind of took a dump and, and, uh, are down further on down. Same thing with TC, TCU. They they took a dump and they're further on down. And I can't even remember who the, the other team is that's in the who was in the top four before the last uh, weekend of, of play a few days ago. 
Um, so, that being said, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Detailing Mind. Uh, I'm your host, Jason. And uh, stay tuned. I do have the Eastern Conference Western, or the, the Eastern Conference uh, Retro Jerseys critique all finalized and I uh, just got a, just a matter of sitting down and uh, recording that one but I figured I would record this one first because it's kind of fresh on my mind I want to kind of cover it um, but I do plan on bouncing over to uh, the NHL retro jerseys uh, for the next podcast so um, my notes are being uh, finalized right now and uh, hopefully uh, tonight, if not uh, tomorrow, we'll see an episode for my grading of the uh, Eastern Conference teams, uh, retro, reverse, or reverse retro, whatever you want to call them. They're uh, special throwback jerseys, if you will. Um, so tune in for that later on. Until then, I hope you have a good rest of your day. We'll see you next time.